of a some scripture and, and things that I'd written out uh, come across that I thought was really good. Um, in 1 John 1, 14, you know, we read this Tuesday night. We read this, I think, Sunday morning, just referring to and recognizing the fact that we're celebrating the birth of our Lord. We're celebrating the birth of Jesus, but we're also celebrating the fact that God became flesh and dwelt among us. And, and that's the power of the Christmas season and the benefit to it. It's, it's not that he, uh, it was an amazing thing that he was born like he was. And I, and I think it's an amazing thing that he was born in such, humble, in such a humble way, uh, a way that most rejected him. They, they wouldn't receive it because it wasn't a big deal. It was, it was in fact, uh, almost, you know, almost repulsive to anybody who, from uh, royalty uh, would would be in that place. And yet, I think it, it pictures the fact that God takes us from wherever we are, the lowest of low to the highest of high, and He accepts us and, and changes and transforms our lives. But in a small town in Judea long ago, God clothed Himself in flesh and began to live among us. It was a stunning move, revolutionary in its purpose, and it is still changing lives today. There's a reason for the first coming of Jesus and that it's celebrated. We don't want to miss it. God, but by, God, by God's invitation, this is a story that we can enter into every day. You know, that's something else that I think is important that we remember is that it's not just today that, or tomorrow that we celebrate uh, that birth and that life of Jesus. That's our life every day. I mean, that's the, the benefit to us as Christians, and that's something that we want to carry out to the world as, uh, just as an encouragement. Luke 2, 11, today in the town of David, a Savior is born. He's Christ the King, just referring to that scripture as well. In Ephesians 1, 7, it says, In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of His grace. And boy, I tell you what, that's the story of Christmas. Not just the birth, but the power that came as a result of His life and the redemption that was provided, the opportunity for us to become children of God. You know, uh, in Romans 3, 23 and through 25, uh, God gave us the invitation because uh, we have all sinned, because the wages of sin are death, is death, because we need that gift of salvation and the provision for forgiveness, He gave us the invitation to receive that gift. And Christmas is the start of a, of a larger story, the story of our forgiveness. We can celebrate Christmas not only as a gift given today and a gift giving day, but also as the start of the day uh, that this ultimate gift can be received. And uh, John three sixteen or fifteen. I'm gonna I'm gonna read those verses. Verse fifteen, John three fifteen. That everyone who believes may have eternal life in Him. You know, uh, the, even the people that while Jesus was walking the earth, they didn't believe. There were those that wouldn't believe. I've heard people say, well, you know, if if God just would show up, or or if I could just see Jesus, or if I just knew. You know, and they sought a sign even back then. But there were even those who saw the signs that, that uh, not only was He fulfilling the prophecy that they'd all been taught as Jews, uh, but He was also doing miracles 
and then they would still reject Him and refuse Him. But for everyone who believes, they have eternal life. For, for verse 16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only, His one and only Son, His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but, would have it, it, but has eternal life. For God did not send His own Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. You know, that's the amazing thing about how God does things. It's not always reasonable. It doesn't always look uh, like the obvious thing for the way uh, that we would sometimes do things. Uh, but yet He presented it in such a way that it could only be God. And, you know, as I look at what's taken place in, in uh, 2020, and I look at for all the things that we've prayed for, that we've uh, prayed against, you know, we've prayed not only for things, certain things to happen, we've prayed against other things. And, and you know, in, it appears at times that things don't work, that we've prayed against the virus or we've prayed against this or we've prayed against that. And there's times when, it, when that prayer, that answer to that prayer is being delayed for some reason or another. But you know what? Some of you may have even been through struggles throughout this year. There's things you've prayed for. You've asked God to deliver you from or to take care of uh, in, in, the, in the short term. And we want those answers. And, you know, sometimes it's easy to pray when we get results quickly. Well, not sometimes, always. <laughs> Can I get an amen on that one? It's always easy to pray, and it's always easy to, to uh, pray again when we see that prayer answered uh, quickly or, or immediately sometimes. But, you know, I always talk about faith comes in uh, in that time, that interim time between the amen and the there it is. There, there's sometimes that long period of time where, where it, it doesn't seem to be changing and nothing seems to be working uh, in, in that prayer, where, where that prayer is concerned. You know, I was thinking about this um, as I was kind of preparing tonight and, and just thinking about, you know, our life, Sue and I's life uh, of walking with the Lord, uh, most all of our adult life, all of our married life, you know, early on making a decision that we were going to trust God in every area of our life. And, you know, our life may look on the outside as, as you know, easy or, you know, all's good or whatever. But I, I can go back through the last 35 years and, and how uh, the, the, the tr many times there was long spells where it was a challenge, where it wasn't easy, where there wasn't enough or there, or there was too much of something negative and not enough of the other. And I, and I can remember times whenever we had to make a choice to say, Lord, we're trusting you whether we see anything change or not. We're not putting a condition on it. We're, we've entrusted our finances, our, our kids, our, our job situations, at times moving or, or making big decisions that were a, a big risk to leave something that was, uh, that was easy and, and to do something that was a challenge. And whatever those times were as we were following God, He was always faithful. And uh, sometimes uh, during those times of prayer and long seasons of asking God for something, he, he, there were times when he, he brought correction to us and, and helped us modify that prayer to be more correct than what we began. That's another subject I won't get into too much, but uh, I think that's something that always the end of the year presents us with as an opportunity to evaluate and a time to reset and a time to look forward. And uh, I, I'm going to do that not because uh, I want to get out of 2020. 
I don't think there's any, I don't know anybody that's really would love for 2020 to last another week or month or day or hour. But I also I know that January 1, when we ring in the new year, it don't, doesn't necessarily mean anything's going to change. But here's the, here's the thing that doesn't change, and that's that God is our, our source. Amen. And so it's because it all started with this free gift. And, you know, it all starts with us confessing Jesus as our Lord, making Him Lord. And, and like, the, like this said here, that everyone who believes in His name will have eternal life. Jesus came to provide that. That was the purpose of Him coming to that, that manger. It's the purpose of Him living the 33, walking this earth for 33 years and, and at age 30 going to the cross and, and becoming or taking our sin, becoming sin for us, even though He never sinned. And so what an amazing thing that God would do that. Uh, the, the gift of, of salvation is, is pictured in, in Romans 10, 9, and 10. Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead and you will be saved. If we want to receive the gift that ultimately was presented and, and ultimately is what God desires in that new birth, or that, I mean, that birth of that baby, it's the new birth that we receive that is the big benefit to us. And, and it's that gift that God gives us. He gives us life in Christ Jesus and eternal life to live with Him. And so, uh, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved, that Romans 10 13. But I want to I want to think uh, just just close this thought with also the gift that keeps giving is the provision that that Jesus uh, made available through the blood and the fact that He provided uh, salvation, but He made the payment for our sin based on His righteousness and His goodness. See, First John uh, one nine says that if we'll confess our sin, He's faithful and just to forgive us. And that's good. But He didn't stop there. He also said He'd cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So that's what it comes to us even as believers. When we sin, we run to God. When we, when we fail Him, then we repent. It's as simple as that, that having that repentant heart, that 1 John uh, 1, 9. And so as we prepare for communion, uh, I, I, would, I just want to get you in that mindset of, of taking advantage of the opportunity to uh, repent of, your, of any sin. It's an opportunity to also uh, be reminded of the covenant that we've been, that's been made available to us. When Jesus took the cup and, and uh, He took the bread and He broke it and then He took the cup, He said, this is, my, this is a new covenant in my blood. Do this in remembrance of me. And so uh, you're welcome to as believers uh, receive communion with us tonight. We don't have uh, any uh, requirements other than we just want you to be ready, willing, and, and able to confess Jesus as Lord and repent of sin. That's, that's on you. That's, that's your responsibility, and that ought to be something that you do. If you didn't get one, y'all came in late, there's a cups back there, right there behind you. Um, let's... Uh, I think we're going to sing Old Little Town of Bethlehem and let's do that before we begin communion. And I just want you to be prepared to allow this song and, and the time of communion to minister to you.
And if you want to just remain seated, is that all right? Yeah. Okay. Just remain seated, and as we sing this old carol and, and meditate on what Jesus has done for us and prepare our hearts for communion. Jesus uh, was the night on the night that he was betrayed. Whenever he took his disciples and he'd been with them and all the, all this time and began to prepare them for ministering without going on and ministering without him being there. And they didn't fully understand it. They didn't, weren't fully prepared for all that was going to take place. But he began to prepare them in those last weeks of him being with them. And one of the things he did, and you can tear just the top of that off, not the whole opening, the whole thing, and take that bread. And we'll just hold this for a moment. Let's pray over this and prepare our hearts because, you know, in that covenant that he was providing, in that covenant he was talking about, all throughout the Old Testament, they talked about uh, the provision of God for healing and wholeness and health. And, and Jesus uh, was the, the picture of that ministry, that heart, that will of God as He walked the earth. He, he healed those. But He also brought healing in so many other ways, in re restoration and spiritually and emotionally and mentally and, and, and in every other aspect, freedom from the enemy's power and... Uh, so that was all part of that. And, and uh, so any area of, of our lives, when I receive communion, I, I want to always remember and believe God for, for healing and health and restoration, whatever it be. I mean, obviously, first the, the thing is our spiritual condition. We need that healed. We need that restored. But, but anything from emotional scars or, or, or any of those things that, that we would need healing and health from. And and I want to believe God with you and for every member of our church and anybody who's watching with us that we're believing God for strong immune systems to stand against this virus. God created us that way. That's the amazing thing about what He did with our, for our bodies. 
So let's pray over this. Lord God, we just come before you. And Lord, you, you on the night that you were betrayed with your disciples, brought, took the bread, and, and in the Word it says that you broke it. And you made the statement, this is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And so, Father, I praise you and I thank you that we bless this bread as you blessed the, the bread. And the Lord God, we, we think about the provision that you've made for, for healing, for strength, for recovery, for restoration. And Lord, we just pray that, that and step this and receive this by faith as the body of Christ making those provisions that we need. Let's take that together. You know, and after the after supper, he took the cup and he said, this is the cup. This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this when you drink it in remembrance of me and you know, we're, we're remembering the sacrifice, the, the payment of, of Jesus' blood for our sin. What a powerful picture of the price that was paid, a life for life. He gave of His life so that we could have eternal life. Lord God, we just pray over this cup and we pray Your blessing upon it. Lord, we receive all that the, the covenant provides. Lord, in, in Jesus, all the promises of God are yes and amen. Lord God, we thank and praise you that whatever, whatever need is represented here tonight, that Lord God, we just, we just set, it, set before it the provision of the new covenant, provision of, of forgiveness of sin, forgiveness uh, uh, and provision for the strength and the life to live and fulfill the call of God upon each of us, the, the, the plan and the purpose that you have for us. And Lord, we receive it in Jesus' name, amen. So you can receive that together as well. Father, we thank and we praise you for the blessing of this night, the eve of the birth of, the remembrance of the birth of Jesus. And we thank you that from the beginning of his time on this earth to the end represented in, in the cross of the time that he walked in this, on this earth, we thank you for all that you've provided for us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, we're going to light candles and, and light these candles and uh, we're going to sing Silent Night. I think we'll just... We usually try to circle the church, but I, I don't know for sure how we're going to do that. I think we better just stay seated. He's going to bring you light. And the person on the inside aisle can light it and then just pass it down. Be careful uh, to not tip it uh, too much when you... Uh, and we're taking the light of Christ, light from the, light of, from the Christ candle... You'll keep those tipped straight up. They'll drip into those little holders. And you should manage to not drip it on you or on the carpet or the pews.
we went to the extra to get these last year after we dripped on the carpet and had somebody crying and it's also why we got the kids electronic candles. <laughs> so if you'll hold yours upright and let them to light theirs, tip it towards theirs, I think that'll work. Hold it straight, there you go. You know, this represents the light who came into the world, Jesus. I didn't read it in today's service, but He's the light of the world. You know, this world's dark in a lot of ways, but we can be the light to all those that are out there in darkness. All those that are wondering how they're going to make it. You know how you're going to make it. you got a, a Savior and a Lord. Let's sing together Silent Night. Silent Night, Holy Night, All is this holy infant so tender and mild sleep in heavenly peace sleep in heavenly peace so thank and we praise you that you've given us an opportunity to receive the light of the world and father i pray that we would be a light to this world the lord god we thank and we praise you that that greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world first john 4 4 tells us that the lord god you've told us that you've given us everything that pertains to life and godliness through the knowledge of you you've get, you've told us from ephesians three sixteen that you've strengthened us with your might the might of God, by the Spirit of God in our inner man. Lord God, we thank and we praise you that you've given us the ability to do all things through Christ who gives us strength. We thank and praise you that as we look into this world, into this world that needs you, that Lord, you'd help us to be that light to those around us. We pray, I pray a blessing upon everybody watching and everybody here. 
that, Lord God, you'd minister the power and the strength of, of the love of Christ and the light of, to, of this world. We give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You can blow out your candle if you'd like. We thank you very much for being here. If you need anything or have any prayer needs, we'll be glad to pray with you.